I have had, I don't know if this is a show or not, but let's go for it. I, I have, I have been running in with ma- to major problems with mail search. Mm. Uh, Do you use Grinder for that? <laughs> I knew I, I couldn't clarify fast enough. No. Uh, trying to search for stuff. I mean, okay, so search in mail on iOS has always sucked, is my opinion, even though they've yeah. said like three times, like, we've improved it. No, it still sucks. Um, but I mainly seem to get by with searching for like mail messages on the Mac. Okay. And I use it a lot because that's where I sort of keep my, like, I keep flagged messages for to-do lists and I like to be able to look up stuff. Now, Okay. I realize I probably am slightly exceeding the parameters of how many messages <laughs> I should yeah, have. Yeah, me too. In my inbox. Just a little bit. Just slightly. But just a little bit. I, I don't even uh, agree. I understand why you're saying that, but like Gmail searches all of those messages in one second or less, right? Like, so it's, it is a solvable problem. It's just one that Apple yeah. has chosen not to solve. Right. And I, so I think what's happening right now is because I migrated to this Mac mini from my old iMac backup is it's trying to re-index and it's just constantly stuck basically <laughs> like <Been> there, there. <laughs> is a <laughs> there is a, t- a progress bar if you go open there's like an activity window in mail and it's just stuck at indexing at like the like one it doesn't even give you a percent it's just as close to the left as it can possibly be and it never moves and again <laughs> i have over 120,000 messages <laughs> Whoa! So, like, like I said, yeah, slightly Ooh. exceeding the amount that probably one hundred and twenty thousand. Uh, my inbox goes back to my inbox goes back uh, over twenty years now. Wow! <laughs> yeah, according to Gmail, Gmail has uh, one hundred seventy three thousand two hundred forty three messages for me at this moment. What? Oh wow! Okay, just in your inbox or total? Oh, total, not in my inbox. Oh, that's all in my inbox. Oh no, that's because fucking ridiculous, I Dan. I my don't inbox filter is, anything. My inbox doesn't is matter. Your inbox I thought is the I was bad. I thought I was bad. My inbox is fourteen thousand. Um, oh yeah, and that's it goes not it goes back thirteen years. My yeah, inbox looked, is used for both work and personal now, and has forty eight messages in it because <laughs> yeah, I knew you messages were messages get archived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, the first I scrolled all the way back. My first email message is from October second, two thousand two. That's oh man, that's sweet. I'm jealous. I would love to have that. I, I have those I messages. I have all stuff. those messages stored someplace, but um, I have to go find them. Well, yeah, oh, my oldest like, message is from 2008, so you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Well, so that's the thing is like, I, I'm i okay even like if I could easily archive, like say, all right, just archive everything before, you know, January of last year or something, right? Like a year, more than a year old, throw it in the archive. But I think the problem is it's so slow now. Like, I can't even get it to do that. Like, I tried to make a smart mailbox that's like, hey, give me everything that's, you know, older than, you know, this year or whatever. And it it's, is choked on that. <laughs> so I don't even know what to do now because I can't. I like it's just you're going to have to deal with them one at a time. Oh uh, no. I would I would salt the earth before that's the case. Um I I there used to be third party apps that would do some sort of like was it Mail Steward was that one of them? Like it used to do some archiving stuff, but yeah. I just don't even know where to start. There's, I, this, I, there, so. I know there's one where you can dump it all out to a MySQL database. 
um, it is which still, I, which I, mean, I yeah, thought about like doing a for a long time, but then it's just somewhere. like, uh, seems like a lot of work. I mean, what each year at the end of the year or the beginning of the new year, I take whatever's left in my inbox and just archive it in a folder that's inbox of that year, like inbox 2022. Right. Yeah. Which I should 100% be doing, but I haven't yes, for should, 20 years. You should at the very <laughs> least do that. I don't know how you use email. It's clearly different for me, but like my my main inbox is... Like if it gets to be out of control, it's I can't I can't handle it. Like See, I don't know why I have all these me. old messages. Um, because I was just looking at what my oldest messages were, and like Obama uh, would like to uh, be president uh, or something. I don't know, but it's um, I don't know. I I appreciate that I can search all of my messages. Uh, but sir, I'm, I and you, as we've talked about, I use the MimeStream app right now on my Mac, uh, and its search is pretty good because it's really just funneling Gmail search in the background. But anytime it's not like instantly perfect, I just switch over to a tab and open up Gmail there and search, and that is. Instant. I think I think I'm in the opposite situation from you, Lex. Where the what what provokes anxiety for me is the idea of having to file my emails or decide to otherwise organize them. It's so funny because like, I don't I don't file my email. Like I do so little because of how easy it is to search. Right, but that's the thing. I don't because it was how easy to search for me. I just leave it all there, and I'm like, oh, I just anything I need, I'll just search for it. <laughs> but it's not easy. It's, for that's falling down on me. <laughs> well, it, it should be. Let's let's agree on that. Well, okay, but you guys, and my mother-in-law wishes us. My mother-in-law wishes everybody a happy Thanksgiving on November 27th, 2008. In case you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. That's very nice of her. Yeah. Yeah. She said everybody. Uh, so well, that includes you. That includes our listeners. Yep. Rebound Prime subscribers, especially. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if anybody out there has a good suggestion of how to uh, triage my hundred thousand messages, um, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I think give up. Nobody, I, you nobody clearly don't care. Does so I don't. I don't know. I know. You... I do care. I want. And this is what I'm saying. I want to clean. I'm willing to like archive some stuff. I can't even do it right now in mail because mail just can't handle this shit. And your mail is, but, is iCloud based or Gmail based? It's iCloud based. Yeah, you're on your own. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I, well, that's why I'm not asking you. I'm asking our listeners because they're smarter than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to tell them that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, that, because they're smarter fair, than us. Fair yeah. point. Fair point. Anyways. Okay, well, good luck with that. that. That's what I'm bringing to this equation. <clears throat> <laughs> problems. You're bringing problems? <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing problems. That's called content, mm, John. All right. You mm-hmm. know what I think is really going to help you, though? AI bots? Is it? Uh, no, is it, it's a, an, a, HR, an, iPhone, a, an iPhone Ultra. Mm. Oh, I think if you if yeah. you I think if you drop like a couple grand on a uh, on a phone, that'll solve my email problems. Solve your email problems. I bet you could search real well on that phone. Oh yeah, that's like <laughs> probably fast. underwater and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like while I'm mountain climbing and and marathon running in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. to both. Okay, I love how they've made it look. Uh, these renders make it look like a super thick. Chunky boy, is that what you know? Is that what I mean? Two C's? Yeah, I yeah no, it's definitely with two C's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they give it a they ah. give it an action button. It doesn't mean it, I mean it's the same button that's there already, but it looks like the action button on the on the watch. I love I, I love fan <laughs> renders. I, love, I know it's so just, stupid. I mean, maybe it would look like this. It does look. I mean, you know, it's styled after the 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 watch ultra, so it's possible. But I do like that. Like, uh, was it like the textured? Cool. Uh, uh, silent mute switch thing yeah right it's yeah it's got a, like a grippy yeah, thing yeah. on it i like that yeah yeah, yeah i mean cool. i kind of i kind of like this one you know usually usually clever. i'm very put off by them but um <laughs> this this one's cute you know, this one's kind of cool yeah i'm skeptical um <laughs> anyway 
yeah, I don't know. So they're selling a more expensive iPhone. And I think the reason for this comes entirely down to, like, as Tim Cook said during the the financial call last week, like, there's clearly people out there who will pay a lot. Yeah, of money I know. For I mean, it's iPhone. crazy, right? Like the twelve. So the twelve line didn't do all that great this time. Or I mean, not a twelve line. The fourteen line didn't do <laughs> what that number we are great this time around, and the fourteen Pro and did and like it's. Well, I just even like with I don't know who's I, don't, I mean, you guys are buying these phones, I guess. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking you if you're going to buy an Ultra. <laughs> if there were more John Moltzes, I'm buying last year's. I'm buying last year's smallest phone. I guess what I would say is I would not buy an Ultra based on aesthetics alone. Like it wouldn't just be because oh, this is what that phone looks like. It would have to be like yeah. what can it do that the other phone can't? Because th- they all basically look the same to me. And the Ultra will have what to me is a potential knock against it of look, I'm more expensive if it has like a showy button, right? Like if it's got like, look, I've got these weird mm-hmm. orange highlights or whatever. And it's, so it's, it's calling extra attention to itself. Like it's got to be worth that extra. So if, a, if an iPhone me. had an action button, what would the action, what, what action would you choose? Kill one person I hate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a shortcut or? <laughs> oh, it has to be something that's possible on a phone. Well, I, without, ideally. I mean, that's possible. You could probably, you know. Send an email. I mean, what, send like, an email to like a hitman and spit. Yeah, speed dials your hitman. Mm-hmm. I assume as an independent businessman, you have one on contract now. <laughs> yes, you don't. You're just leaving money on the table. I mean, you live in you live in Jersey. I assume sure. there's diamond dozens. Like, yeah, you, his yeah, next door neighbor corner. is one. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a uh, action comedy movie I would watch. <laughs> He's a Has podcast consultant. He's a hitman. I apologize to our listeners and to editor John Moltz for my. COVID induced oh, they're, getting, they're getting all during of those. this podcast. They're getting all of those coughs. I muted Zoom for one of them. That's and I was of... like, well, it's still going to be on the recording. So who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan and I can handle it. Uh, anyway, what were we talking I'm not about? buying this phone, but you know. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm buying the. I buy the. I, again, like. <laughs> Dan's like, really wrestling Lexus. with this. Yeah, really. No, I, I'm not yeah. wrestling with this. He I'm not wrestling now, with this. But... I'm saying. I buy the pro phone, you know, because I've gotten used to it. But again, I think Lex's point is correct. It has to do something. I'm not buying a phone. I'm not buying the 14 Pro for aesthetics. Right, right. You know, I'm buying it because it has other features that the standard 14 did not. Sure. Right. I, I want the best camera that. around. Uh, for sure. So, like, if if the and but like, I don't. If the but ultra you, would had, you go to a bigger screen size? If it also had the bigger because like a few no, years ago, there was like, a year the, that the, I didn't do it because yeah, I was it right, was not okay. worth it to me. Um, yeah. But I, I like a great camera. And I know we talked about Marquez not that long ago, but like there are things that the Pixel camera can do in software that are worth being envious of. Like um, you can, you can in a couple taps in the default photo app on the Google Pixel, you can be like, hey, delete these randos from the background of my photo, <laughs> right? Like there's some stranger in the back, like get them mm-hmm. out of there. Mm-hmm. And it uses AI, machine learning, all that bullshit to figure it out and, and make your picture look a little bit better. That's nice. Um, I can't imagine why you would say, let's only have a feature like that, say, on the Ultra. But like if there were something really powerful that the Ultra could do that I thought I would use, then yeah. But otherwise, no. Like it's it, not just for the sake of it. Like <laughs> I guess the, the thing that could be compelling would be like, okay, this battery lasts for five days in full-time usage. Like, okay, yeah, that's it's interesting. Not, it's, it's not going to be that. It's, it's, it's never – that's – yeah, give up on that pipe dream. They're never going to ship. <laughs> give up on your dreams, kids. <laughs> yeah. They're never going to ship an iPhone. I'm di- – <laughs> cynical cynical grandpa molds is here to tell you they're never going to ship an iphone with a bigger battery 
uh, they do. I mean, the the thing that they was rumored. I don't know if this is rumored specifically for the Ultra was the uh, periscope camera, um, which is not like a f- submarine periscope. It doesn't pop out of the phone. <laughs> uh, it just means that there's like a they use like mirrors to lengthen how long between the sensor and the lens, basically, so that you can get a better, uh, a larger zoom, an optical zoom, right. essentially, yeah. which is clever. And I, if that were on the Pro model phone. You know, uh, that would be a reason to buy it. If that was on the only on the Ultra phone, would I buy it just for that? I don't even know. I don't know. It would be tempting, but I don't think so. I think it depends on the price premium and the features offered. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at one of these here. renders of the Ultra, of, of a hypothetical Ultra, and I like the idea of maybe the, the magnificently huge camera bump can protrude even more out and become like, and now it can be a drone as well. <laughs> like your phone can just fly oh, around. Like, oh, yeah. Like a kickstand cool. or it just comes out. Right. It just yeah. Flies like out just, right, it just yeah. looks like it could be the, the thing on, you mm-hmm. know, the rotors on a drone. Is that what they Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, what about a phone that just flies alongside yes, you? Yes, that's all I wanted yeah, like all the time. Sure. <laughs> I had the moment yesterday where I was thinking about that uh you know that Amazon drone that they wanted to let you you, you like fly around. Oh, there's yeah, one behind me right now, the security. Uh I had a use one. case. I had a use case for it, which was we left the house to go grab uh take the kid for a walk and go grab a sandwich at a local coffee shop and uh you know, we get a block away and my wife is like, "Oh, did I turn off the space heater in my office? It's like, okay, probably, right? And it's going to be fine. We're only going to be gone for like an hour. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm super nervous about this. I'll go back and check. I was like, no, I'll go back and check. So I like <laughs> ran back to the house, went up to her office, found it was not only turned off, but also unplugged. Uh, <laughs> and then ran back. I was like, you know, if I just had a little drone, sure. I could have flown it into the room and I checked. And been like, I love the, the idea, though, of Dan, like, I'm going to fire up the drone to check, and the drone, like, accidentally crashes into the space it heater, which is on, firing. turns yeah. on, knocks <laughs> it down, starts firing. Dan, Dan what, what, would happen, what would happen in that instance if you had the Amazon drone is that you just, you, you would you would be talking to each other and saying, I wonder if the space heater is off. And then an, an, an alert would pop up from Amazon saying, yes, your space heater is off. Oh, well, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of great things say, to advertise. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to mention, this is one thing that she does like about, um, we have, you know, the new oven that we put in is it is a smart oven. So you can just look Ooh. at the app on the phone and it tells you if it's off or not, which she gives her, again, it's not a gas oven either. So it's like kind of less worrying, <laughs> but yeah. I like that though. It's nice. Feel free to ad lib. Oh, sweet. Okay. Guys, this episode of the rebound. Bop, bop, bop. Oh wait, not not scat. Sorry, my no. <laughs> this this advertiser is the opposite of scat. <laughs> this this episode of the rebound is brought to you by Rocket Money. You guys, you know I like Rocket Money because I told you I was already a customer before they started advertising this show. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend around eighty dollars a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to two hundred dollars. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought just to watch one show on I Feel Seen, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Just find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money cancels it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. 
So here's the things I've done recently. One, they lowered my cable bill. Second year in a row. Two, my wife signed up for stars or something to watch one thing and forgot about it. But Rocket <laughs> Rock Money didn't. And it was like, do you want to cancel this? And I was like, yes. And that was it. And it did it for me. I did nothing. It was truly like, this is what the future should be. Uh, I, How much money have I saved with a click of a button? I mean, if we had kept paying for stars for a long time, that alone would be over an infinite time horizon, infinite dollars. But in reality, like <laughs> they, they've, they've cut $50 annually off my cable bill and maybe more than actually probably like $80 annually off my cable bill and stars. We were probably paying 10 bucks a month uh, and certainly paid for a couple extra months until they caught it and said, Hey, do you want to keep doing this? And we said, no. So fantastic. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash rebound. That's R O C K E T. M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rebound, rocketmoney.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show. There's a funny typo in that line, and it says, our thanks to Rocky Money. Yo, Adrian! And so, <laughs> thanks to them, Cancel too. Cancel your Netflix! <laughs> Guys, we have so many listener questions. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. You know, I don't right. even know if you know this, but we have a service called Rebound Prime. You can sign up. It's a what? subscription you'll never want to cancel. I just hearing about this? I apologize. And uh, if you I go to prime.reboundcast.com, you get these things. You get the ability to ask us questions, the ability to join the Rebound member Discord, bootleg episodes, and a bonus episode every single week. I think that's all the things. Uh, listener TJ <laughs> says, Zap the, Zap the Pram is what Voldemort did to give Harry his scar. Hashtag Team PRAM. <laughs> Not a question. Whatever. Not a question. Whatever. Not a question. More of a statement. Viol- violates the rules. Mr. E-Man asks, with Apple eliminating the position of industrial design chief after Evans Evans Henke's departure, is Apple doomed? Should we expect a beige <laughs> M2 Mac Pro if it's ever released? Beige is coming back, I would baby. Think, yeah. I mean, you've Isn't seen it those, time uh, for beige to come back? I, th- I, I think so. y- y- you've seen all... What's the name of the person on, uh, on Twitter slash Mastodon who makes all the fake Macs? Dana? Dana Sabira. I think they're the next design chief. I would, I oh, would, vote for them. I would love that. It's very retro. It's finally time for yeah. Apple to embrace nostalgia. Yeah. That's a powerful drug, man. John Hodgman oh. on his podcast always says nostalgia is, nostalgia is a toxic impulse, and it's like the one thing I disagree with him on. I don't think it's a toxic impulse. Mm. That's all. I can see the downside yeah. to it, but I, think I also it think I give think it, it always just inject it into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Give me that toxic uh, impulse no, right in not, my not right in my blood. Not doomed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not come doomed. out on not, not, doomed. not doomed. I think Good a lot of the lights. a lot of the positions get. I mean, I think, and I don't know if this is a symptom of good companies necessarily, um, but I think a lot of times positions get created for people, you know, who happen to be there, right? Yeah, I think. And there was a good take on this. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, if that kind of person isn't there, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Oh my god, they don't have this person. Not necessarily a bad thing, but um, I, I there was a good take on this on Upgrade this week with Jason and Mike, and I think just running through why this has probably happened because I think the thing that is untenable about this, as they pointed out, is that like everybody in that group, the senior people, all report to Jeff Williams now, and I don't think that's a problem. Again, I don't think it's like the operation. Oh no, operations is in charge of design now. No, there's nobody else to report to up there. But you can't have like the entire design group all of them reporting <laughs> to Jeff. Because I think certain, sooner or later, yeah. they got to find somebody and be like, all right, this is the person. But I think it's probably they just didn't have, they weren't ready for this and didn't have a person to replace Evans Hankey because she'd only been there for a few years. They lost a lot of people when Johnny left because a bunch of his 
high-ranking design people left. Well, I think they just they have a lot of people, but nobody probably who is ready to take over. Yeah, probably to wait for it. And you don't and you design. don't want to bring somebody in from outside for that. Probably oh, no. no, no, no. Yeah, unless it's somebody who was there and left, right? Who was like, yeah, maybe wants to come back. But it's got to be somebody who you know came up through James Apple. Thompson. It's just... James. T- <laughs> oh man, so many bananas everywhere. Yep. And and my take bananas is and dice. Yes, Apple is doomed. So just oh. putting that out there. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. that's it. Staking out the bold opposing mm-hmm. position. Uh, listener Zach Knox is in with a couple questions. One, how do you pronounce NVRAM? <laughs> that, that's what I said. <laughs> Doubling down. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's like a, it's one of the seven deadly sins. NVRAM. Uh, they also ask... Right next to you, Sloth Ram, Anger Ram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anger Ram sounds like a TV show on Fox. Uh, uh, they also ask, what would a podcast with Lex Fridman, John Smoltz, and Dan Moran be like? These are all real people. Is Dan Moran a real person? I didn't. I, I did. I found here that I just, go, I assumed there was a Dan Moran well, somewhere I'm in sure Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And it was, I posted a link in the Discord to their podcast. <laughs> okay, John, John like, Smoltz is not in Apple Podcasts. No, he's it, but he's, he has a podcast. That's no, where I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But okay, but not, all right. No, no, I meant just Not in the, in the podcast Apple. Yeah, app. Right, right. Just searching the podcast directory. Got it. But I think it turned out that they, the, there was some guy named Dan Moran who ran a podcast about <laughs> diamond talk, big stones. It's like like jewelry, wow. literally. Huh. It's like a... I mean, that guy is probably that podcast is way a richer than I am. <laughs> Private jeweler and diamond expert Dan Moran is well known for his different approach to buying a diamond and designing an engagement ring. He has I many mean, pearls of wisdom on that show. <laughs> no, there's no pearls. They're diamonds. Oh. My best friend is so, a I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like John Smoltz and Dan Moran might be sick of Lex Fridman. I'm just going to give them a lot of credit on this and yeah. be like, oh, God, yeah. this Fridman guy. Just all he wants to talk about is AI and Elon Musk. See, I and thought maybe you were about? just insulting me. Like, I feel like the, the Moltz and Moran characters are sick of the Lex character, but maybe <laughs> no, you were but just making it about Fridman. No. Okay. I'm making yeah. it about Fridman. Right. Come on. I mean, he's, I'm saying, he's staking at territory that you've already, you know. Covered. Did, you know, did, fine with that. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Did John Smoltz ever win a World Series? Because if he did, I would assume then so. he probably has a World Series ring. Right. In which case, he could talk to Dan Moran about the ring, mm. and I feel like they would bond on that. And also, then cut Fridman out of the picture there. Yeah, because right. he's got like, nothing. You know, he's got nothing to say about that. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay. As the ring of truth, yeah. listener Josh. Before you die, you see the ring. Listener Josh asks for our favorite non-Apple tech products, top three. <laughs> this, is, this is homework. <laughs> I, probably I, should have, I probably should have come prepared. Uh, uh, top non-Apple tech product. I, I like my Kobo e-reader. I'm going to put that in there. I'm gonna, I'll, I put my, uh, my, my Amazon TV in there. I love that TV. You're not even working there anymore. I know the Omni Series TV. You, you don't have to do that great. anymore. I know. Okay. Uh, I might put my Sonos Arc in there too. The soundbar. It's pretty great. I also man. I used to like Sonos my Sonos. Arc. I used to like my Sonos like crazy. Um, it still. What I mean, it still sounds great. Uh, but the but the software I think is annoying these days. I don't even it's use the as software as if I can avoid it because you AirPlay too. AirPlay. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. So that's whose problem is that, John? It's the Sonos's. Is it? Yep. Okay. Asked and answered. Um, um, I like I my know, Synology maybe... pretty well. I like yeah, it that it does good. a whole bunch of different stuff that I don't need it to do. But 
<laughs> but could get it to do if I wanted it to. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw a game console in there, probably. I like. Oh, the Switch. I really PS5. love the Switch. Yeah. The, yeah, Switch the Switch is, Switch is, is fantastic. fantastic. The Switch is a good yeah. choice. The Switch yeah. is probably my favorite game console. I, well, I well since, probably the, the, since the original Wii. <laughs> I probably game the least on the Switch, but it's also one of the ones that I just enjoy playing the most when i do play it's it. so yeah it's the easiest to navigate oh my god i hate i hate navigating both the xbox and the ps4 yeah i agree the ps5's interface is not fantastic yeah. it's a good i think it's as xbox i recall it's a good but... onboarding experience but like the i always get lost trying to figure out how the hell to like like if hank's whatever you call it persona is up and i want to switch to mine it's like it takes me like 20 minutes uh yeah yeah there you go listener sarva writes first question ever technology am i right if you were rooting for apple to buy a company and integrate their products into the apple stack which company would you want them to buy and why is it rogue amoeba (laughs) (laughs) i do not want them to be i don't don't, want to buy rogue amoeba yeah Yeah. so no, plus they. I, I mean, because they would renew, remove a lot of the stuff that Rogue Amoeba right. does. Does honestly, if the answer was they would buy Rogue Amoeba and integrate that stuff into the pipeline on like iOS, iPad OS, okay, tempting, tempting. But I agree with John. I think they would probably defang it. Yeah, and it would it lose some of its charm. Right. Yeah, thanks, so. but no thanks. <laughs> is he is he is he better or worse on covid brain john what do you uh, think worse <laughs> yeah i agree i was gonna go with paul kafangas <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the answer to the question uh, <laughs> oh no no the question was which well oh no he he, he was trying to lead the que- lead the answer to the question right. um i don't know which one maybe uh, i don't know but like i still want them to get a um a home you know like thing for light plugs and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was going in the same direction because my I thoughts don't know were which either, one would be good for them to buy. They were either buy Sonos for their mm. like actual sound technology. I don't think they need it quite as much as they used to. No, I don't think so. Um, or honestly, if there were a better AI company they could buy yeah. to fix Siri, I would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are good answers. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really don't want them to buy things. Like, I, exactly to your point. Like, I don't well, want them to buy panic. Well, don't worry then, because that's probably what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, buy Discord. Um, Sarva uh, is back quick with a second question. Which would you prefer? A big display on the front of a VR headset or giant googly eyes? <laughs> giant googly eyes. <laughs> giant googly eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, thing, that sounds eyes. super weird. I don't... That, and I, 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 that feels like that feels like a uh, rumor honeypot kind of thing. Like, also, you know, they're trying to yes, trap somebody. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And it's yeah, right. It, somebody's going to have some great claim. Like, either way, there's going to be a great claim shouter post on Daring Fireball because at some point he's going to get to say, see, I told you German was wrong and he was wrong. Or German's going to somehow be right that there is a front facing display on the VR headset. And Gruber's going to be like, I guess I'm the asshole. Yeah. And either way, it's going to be a delight. Well, I think Gruber had a good point the other day where he's like, why would you spend the extra money on a thing that's already expensive to put a screen on the outside? Right. It's not for the user at all. You can't see it, right? Yeah. Like, I was wondering, I what ludicrous. if it's like a like a, a crappy, non-high-def screen? Like an e-ink screen? Right. Not, not e-ink, but like just a, a shit screen that has like cartoon eyes that look in the direction you're looking. Like if you think about that old thing on it's so Mac OS where weird. you can move your mouse around and the little eyeballs oh, the will follow eyes. your mouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Those are classic. I, d- I did love those. Um, I don't understand because I cannot think that that looks normal or yeah. or or 
uh, like appealing in any way. Yeah, and, well, and, yeah. and saying Apple's like, we'll just make it a shitty screen doesn't also no, feel that particularly Apple like them. Either, but so. I mean, but look at the top of the HomePod. It's not exactly, you know. Yeah. Oh, mm. what if it's just two of those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With swirling. swirling. And he eyes. got confused yeah. and thought those were eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is one of those products where I feel like there's been so many rumors and so many things where people are so sure that they know exactly what the specs are and what the price is. I got to think some of it is, is, is just not right. Like the three thousand yeah. dollar price tag, even though everybody's kind of doubled down on that, I just, I don't think it's gonna. It's it sounds so ridic- ridiculously expensive. Nobody's gonna buy it for three thousand dollars. I I just don't know. They they have to tell a hell of a story about where this product line is going, if nothing else. So yeah, googly eyes all the way. Just stick them on yourself. Famously, my wife put on a shit ton of googly eyes all around our apartment when I came back from. <laughs> Uh, going to a conference after our honeymoon, and they, we are still finding them to these days. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly how to resolve this next name, but listener DNS, see what I did there, uh, writes, seeing as there has been little to no improvement in Siri since John Giandria joined Apple five years ago, do you think the company is sitting on a GPT rivaling Siri 2.0? Or has he just been wasting his time on the car project and picking up a big check every month? Or put another way, if Apple isn't working on their own version of GPT, is Siri not in danger of looking even more inferior to these emerging technologies? Yes. I don't think they're working on GPT. I do think they're working on AI stuff and ML stuff, but I don't think that the implementation of GPT and the way that works is something they're interested in. That's my feeling, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Microsoft launched a thing today where it was like GPT integrated into Bing and Edge. Yeah. And yeah. Google's got their Quora just launched barred, it today and right? yep, Google yeah. launched so like, yesterday. It doesn't strike me as a thing where Apple's, Apple's like doomed. we'll bite our time and release our AI chatbot. I don't think an AI chatbot gets them much, but yeah, they should No, not John, an AI John chatbot, Andrea but should be like, fixing serious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mm. <laughs> It's hard to say because it, it, see they have not moved this ball forward for so long that it does seem like they don't sort of get it or aren't capable of doing it. I think it's, they think it's good. We have it's weird. We have more listener questions, including more about Siri, but I want to first mention that this episode of the rebound is brought to you by ZocDoc. If you've ever stewed over a health problem you have, you know, the temptation to text a pal or an AI bot or even the whole group chat to get your friend's opinions. You're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun, including sun-induced conditions like heat rash, I'm guessing. Uh, so yeah, I am one of the millions of ZocDoc users. I'm two for two today. And uh, I have found doctors. Just today, I was putting away a medication that I've had on my vanity, my bathroom vanity for a really long time. That was I've talked about on the show before, but there was a time when I had this giant painful bump on my head, and I couldn't get in with my uh, dermatologist. So I was like, let me go to ZocDoc and see if they can find somebody and it was like who's your insurance and so it was only showing me doctors look at my insurance and an interface better than my insurance company's website they found me a doctor who i went to the next day that doctor prescribed me a thing and that thing made my bum go away so zocdoc literally made my head stop hurting <laughs> everybody else in the world makes my head hurt so thank you zocdoc no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet no more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Michael Buble, 
included. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So listen, everybody should use ZocDoc. It's the most convenient way to find a doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash rebound. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and my head. Uh, Yitz wants to know, why is Siri still so awful at understanding the most basic things like call, name a family member who I always call and not one of 20 random contacts who I haven't called in seven years who names don't even sound like or are spelled like aforementioned family member. Here's my version of this because I, I use Siri to make most of my phone calls and it mostly does fine. I have a shortcut, you know, a nickname for uh, Lauren, which is I told Siri at some point, Lauren is my spouse. So if I say call wife or text wife, it knows that I wanted to text or call Lauren. Sometimes. Other times, it thinks I want to call or text Ellen Weiss, a person who I worked with 12 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And only once did I not catch it while driving and send the thing like, can you pick up more dog food? And Ellen Weiss was like, why? I don't know. It really should prefer recency. Also, because the dog's out of food. About a third of the time when I um, want to text my son, it'll be like, well, or FaceTime him. It'll be like, well, which do you want to use? His email address or his phone number? Like, I don't give a shit. It all goes to the same place. Just fucking like, who, why are you asking me now? I don't know why. It's stupid. What you guys, why you tell me, John and Dan, why is Siri so awful? <laughs> I think we just covered this sort yeah, of, but I, I, I think it's baffling. <sighs> It, you know, I feel like there's a downside. The downside to the way the AI and ML models work, as we've discussed in the past, is they're really hard to get a wrong idea out of their head. For whatever reason, I feel like they draw these associations. It's like the autocorrect, right? When the autocorrect goes haywire and it's all of a sudden it's like, let me just, every time I suggest this word, I will suggest it in all capital letters. And you're like, why? <laughs> uh, so for me, it's like, I will frequently, it will tell me, like, I, I'll try to, like, you know, have it call my wife or something, or you know, so like call Cat or whatever, and it's like, oh, there's nobody with that name in your phone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and it just, it, I'll have to use her full name, even though I have a nickname field that has Cat in it. It's just very weird and unintelligent, and I don't know if it's, like, that the people inside Apple are only using it for this very specific set of tasks and it seems to be fine or they're just not using it at all but like the former is kind of the apple maps problem right when they had it and it's like works great in san francisco and everybody outside san francisco was like yeah there's a lot of country out here um and the latter is i don't know what what service do you think they don't use that they that they have icloud storage i don't know it's i mean it seems impossible that they don't use it since it's integrated to literally everything and no one gets free. Yeah, like you can't picture like Tim Cook relaxing yeah, right. after a long day at the office, goes to his Apple TV, and he's like, play yeah. the latest episode of Mythic Quest. And it's like, I'm sorry, yeah. there's no show called do, Mystic. Do you think it works Mr. better if you use his accent? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you mean, like, Could you oh, play a new TV show? Episode of Mythic trying Quest. to talk to my. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I gotta give that a try. Yeah, that's. I often talk to mine in a British accent when it's not understanding me, and it starts understanding me. So I have no explanation for that either. Uh, it's it's training you. Maybe it has yeah. to do with time zones. 
<laughs> Nailed it. No one understands Plastics. time zone code. It's so it's annoying. Impossible. Listener Mahir asks, if the rebound hopped onto the monthly challenges trend wagon, what would the first challenge be? So you guys are going to have to teach me. Are there podcasts doing monthly challenges? Upgrade has started doing it, but I think Due by Friday was the one that started. Yeah. I don't know if ATP or somebody is doing this too. Yeah, you know um, what? Would it, our first challenge would be get off the wagon. Help, help. We're stuck in a wagon. Um, I don't know. Uh, Stop doing the Tim Cook impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of their challenges are like technology based. Oh, am I right? <laughs> I think it would be fitting if ours were not. <laughs> what if it was like, ours more go like the whole week without resolutions? saying a single rebound catchphrase? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a world uh, I don't want to seems... live in, Lex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wh- how, yeah. Can, what else will we talk about <laughs> for now? <laughs> I don't know what we would say to how each other. Gonna... <laughs> I know. Right. How are we going to fill that time? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Use. All the products from our advertising. Up until we're here, I remember not to say the word listener before each listener while doing the rebound prime questions today. That was a, a little resolution of mine. Oh, oh is that right? Okay. I was trying. Well, you, th- you thought that was a... I don't know. I feel like it's obvious. weird that I call everybody listener or somebody. I don't know what the point is, That's but true. I do it. Yeah. Uh, Sarva writes, if the rebound ever did... This is the third question for Sarva. Coming in strong. If the rebound ever did a holiday special, what would each person's drink of choice be? I think we should drink more during this podcast. Lex and I sometimes drink on uh, not playing. I know you guys drink on your other show. Yeah. yeah. It's always an awkward time for me. It's like yeah, I can't, 4 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, right. It's 1 know. o'clock here right now. It's like... That would be that, bad, really? That would stop president. If, if this were the holiday <laughs> we special the right now, time. It, would be a, it would be a NyQuil for me, <laughs> um, which <laughs> oh, you're apparently that, not supposed to take or? while you have COVID. Um if it's a holiday special, I might be like, I want to do yeah. a hot toddy or something festive. If it's a normal drink, it would probably be a gin and soda. I like a, I like a dark and stormy on a, on a, I usually do, I do a dark and stormy with some cranberry in it sometimes. Um, I can't remember if that's supposed to be in it or not, or if that's just the way I do it on the holiday. But, um, well, if it's, if it's a holiday, so like winter cold, uh, my drink of choice is usually a sidecar, mm. uh, in the summer it would be like a gin and tonic, but yeah, yeah. I like a good sidecar. Yeah. I I like a gin and tonic anytime, honestly. It's just not as it's extra refreshing. Yeah, when sure. you're in the summer, right. it's hot out. Yep, it's nice, crisp drink. Listener Josh poses this query: <laughs> If you could live in another city in another country, which would it be? It'd be Las another Vegas country. in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting for that one? <laughs> Literally, while I posed the question, that's why I said it so slowly. If you listen back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I would. Pro- um, I would probably pick. Oh man, I'd. Li- I'd like to. Mm, New Zealand, okay. maybe. Yeah, that sounds. Awesome. I've never been to New Zealand. Yeah, I've not been to New Zealand. Um, lived in Japan. Spent. You know. You go, yeah. Here's my thoughts so immediately like I, went to. I did that. You know. I great. like the That's idea fun. of. I like the idea of a place where they speak English because so do I, and I'm not good at other places. <laughs> I'm not good at other languages. Um, I'm not good at other places. So I was thinking like London could be cool, but it's probably too big a city for me to really survive. And so I was thinking about large, yeah. how much I loved my one week in Australia. <laughs> do you guys know the two people I went to Australia with? <laughs> I know one of them. Can you name the Dave two people? Dave Whiskus. And? Paul Kafasas. 
That's it. Uh, oh. I was gonna. I was gonna, my next thought was Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> but that week, Hell I mean, even with those two guys, no. But I, I really liked it there. Um, but again, that's probably also a way too big city for me to live in. So I don't know. Was that Sydney Snakes in Australia? That was Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Right out on okay. that. Uh, I mean, I lived in Edinburgh for a while in college. I like I like Edinburgh a lot. I'd probably go back there. Yeah, it's a little bit nice. on the colder side, um, but it does have the you know it solves the language barrier problem that Lex mentioned. Spent a bunch of time in Mumbai, which I liked, but I don't think that would be my pick. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, it's tough. I think there's a lot of places that I'd like to go first before I like made I that decision. Spain right? Is nice. like, I bet Spain's really. Spain is nice. Yeah. Spain is nice. Been, I, I will tell you, I've been to, uh, there are some nice time uh, in Tuscany, like, uh, mm, oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, Florence. Yeah. Florence is lovely. South of France. That, I think you know, I got uh, mine now. I think I would go to Vancouver, Canada. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> okay. We go there, you know, semi-frequently. Oh. <laughs> Do you like it there, John? I was about yeah. to yeah. It's John, great. for a second, I thought I thought that was a reference to when we used to cover shows that were only filmed in Vegas. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we go there every week to watch an hour of a <laughs> television yeah. show. I have stood I have stood in that, that spot where, where Wally ran. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been to Vancouver. It's nice. I think that again, it's still got that thing like, like Edinburgh where it's a really nice city, but also I think cold like sometimes. So great skiing though. Like great skiing really nearby. I mean, my God, I don't, I don't know how to ski. Oh, well learn. Yeah. This is, this is a tough question, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the beautiful places you guys are talking about, but I just, I, I don't know what I would do there. <laughs> like once. Oh, well, I assume I'm, see, I'm not, independently yeah. wealthy yeah, exactly. in this, in this oh, scenario. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you well, know, then, don't then have it's going to be somewhere. You can still podcast. Yeah, you, you can, can still yeah, do you're everything you're that you do, almost right. Yeah, but like my kids have to go to school. <laughs> yeah, but let's say oh, you're let's taking say your kids. Well, that's that's yeah. okay. I'm taking my kids to dance, and then I'm going to France, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to Italy, and I'm taking Lex's kids to John. <laughs> what Wait about a minute. No. <laughs> Uh, My kid's small. He doesn't go to school yet. And finally, listener Jonathan says, hey, Dan. So, Moltz, you and I can check out. Oh, hi. When do we get hardcover versions of your books? I need to look like I've done something with my life, and my mom told me a shelf of Dan Moran's hits in hardcover format is the only way to do it. Are you sure she didn't say Dan Moran, the jewelry author? <laughs> I don't think he's an author. He's a podcaster. Please. Those are two distinct facets Indeed. of my personality. Uh, I got gotcha. there. Uh, uh, a quick question. Are you planning on taping over my name with your name? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, really. Uh, hardcover. I mean, I'd love to have a hardcover copy of any of my books. I don't think it's in the cards because I think they'd need to sell a lot better and get like reissued because none of them were originally printed in hardcover. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll write a book that's uh popular enough that it'll get a hardcover printing or big enough publicity wise. But honestly, you guys gotta buy more books. <laughs> oh wow, man. No, seriously, I can't. I, I'm doing what I can. You got to do your part, Dan. You probably know this, but I, I was space. I was searching Dan Moran to see if he had written any books. It looks like a person of that name has published some apps and other stuff. Then there's a book by a guy named Ryan Daniel Moran. But then when I scroll down, the next one was the Caledonian Gambit, a novel which has a big old Amazon editor's pick thing on there. Best science fiction and fantasy. I assume you already know that, but I thought that was pretty it exciting. Does have, yeah, so I, I did know the editor's pick. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty great. It's also only three dollars right it's now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. so that is uh that's a deal. Let me tell you, when you buy it for three dollars, my royalty goes down. <laughs> but that's no, that's you should buy it. It's great. Make it up in volume. Yeah, you do, yeah. 
let's give let's give the Caledonian Gambit that rebound bump, you guys. That's that's what's time to <laughs> that's do. Right. That's right. Go grab it. Listeners now. read it. <laughs> but have they bought enough copies? <laughs> well, yeah, really. Yeah, you can always buy another one. It's an editor's buy another one. Gifts. Come on, gifts for friends, gifts for family. Uh, you know, prop up that wobbly table. Whatever you need it for. It's it's a versatile volume. I only prop up wobbly tables with hardback, Stan. It's it's a trade paperback, dude. <laughs> I have all of Dan's books on Kindle, can not you, in, in. Can book you prop form. up a wobbly table with an ebook? But yeah. so, but yeah, trade paperbacks. Kindle. Mm-hmm. Trade paperbacks are the ones that are paperbacks, right? Like it's just a legitimate paperback book, right? It's it's the, a paperback. It's a larger it's a larger size than a mass market paperback, which they don't really do as much anymore. Right. It's probably the paperbacks you remember from our our youths. I but. just don't remember what my so I had two books published that were true book format books, and they both were a thing where you got soft cover royalties because it wasn't like a book jacket hardcover book, but the covers are hard. <laughs> like it's definitely like huh. you can knock on them. I forget what it, there's a special oh. word for it, but it's basically just a way to rip you off and let the publisher right. make more money. It's great. Yeah, yeah. that sure sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that my contracts all have royalty rates for hardcovers, despite the fact <laughs> they will never produce them. <laughs> I can look at it and think, oh. Look how much more money I'd be making if I were selling. If they were selling hardcover copies. Maybe what, no, maybe well. what Amazon should Amazon should have a button because they have the button to request like an ebook uh, version of something. They should have a button to request a hardback. Ooh. So, yeah, uh, right to, yeah, right to Amazon. Amazon I'm sure would be. Yeah, there you go. That's a good solution. There's only one copy of the Snuggie Sutra left in stock on Amazon. So hurry if you want it by Sunday, February 12th. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, before Valentine's Day. <laughs> Wait, for the Super Bowl? Is that what you... Yeah, I don't know. That's what it said on the you page. Picked, you picked the Super Bowl instead of, say, Valentine's Day? Well, I'm saying it said it on the website. It said oh, one left in stock if you want it by Sunday, February 12th. Okay, all right. That's all. It wasn't related. But you know what's going to happen when the Eagles win. I'm just <laughs> Bust out that Snuggie! <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear.